Grand Rising, Grand Rising, happy people. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of the Mind Your Business Call, where this is your this is the place for you to come to get your daily dose of mindset, of marketing, and of course money. I am your host, Tracy Walker, and I am so thrilled to have you here uh, on this podcast call. Now we do this call every single Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you would ever like to join us live, because we do have a little bit of pre-talk uh, before the call, uh, and we share some things from time to time uh, that is not part of the official podcast, feel free to do so. The number that you can dial into and join us live is 701-801-6327. Again, the number is 701-801-6327. Guys, no matter whether you are tuning in live or whether you are listening to this via the podcast platform, I want to remind you that you can go and subscribe to the Mind Your Business podcast on all of your major live streaming platforms. You can find us on iTunes, on iHeart, on Spotify, on Pandora. Um, we're on all, all the other, Amazon Music. We're on all those amazing places. Um, and so I'd love for you to choose your favorite app, your favorite podcasting um, station, and um, go ahead and subscribe to the Mind Your Business podcast, all right? Last but not least, before we kick things off today, be sure to join my VIP podcast subscriber list. This is my very own personal uh, group of people that I will be sharing a lot of different things with. And uh, I love on you, and uh, I treat you with honor and respect and love. So I'd love for you to be a part of the VIP podcast list. All you have to do is text the word podcast to 770 Four three three three. Again, just text the word podcast to seven seven zero eight one eight four three three three. All right. So as I was thinking of what would be impactful for you today as an entrepreneur, the first thing that came to my mind was sales. Ooh, and how people hate it. Now, if you're listening to this, you're more than likely an entrepreneur, okay? And as entrepreneurs, we are selling things, whether it's products, whether it's services, you know, VIP days, or digital products, courses, trainings, whether we are selling tickets to our live events, or sessions, or um, workshops, whatever it is, we are selling something, right? Now, here's the catch. The catch is the majority of people that are in the direct sales industry, the name of the industry is direct sales, but people hate selling. So how does that work? How do you want to have a lawn mowing business, but you hate lawn mowing? How do you want to be a barber, but you hate clippers? How do you want to, you know, have a fleet of cars where you are a chauffeur and you get people from point A to point B in class and in style, and you and everybody you know hate to drive? <laughs> it's kind of one of those things. It's like, well, wait a minute. You know, I don't know. 
how does a person who's in the direct sales industry hate sales but want to be successful, right? And as I think about it, I say, well, you know, there is a lot of hype in the industry from time to time, right? You see people that, you know, will say, oh, man, all I did was, you know, I referred three people and my whole life changed in two years. Right now I'm making $35 million a day, <laughs> all right? And, and then you get caught in that idea that, oh, my goodness, I can do that too, which is not a bad thing. But I want you to think about it from like the 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 the, the mega the mega uh, billion Powerball lottery in your town, your state, right? Because see, the mega super duper Powerball thing, right? It's like one in like five hundred million, one in two billion, like whatever it is, right? The odds are very 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 slim. But you see one person that wins the Powerball, you're like, oh, man, I'm, it's worth my $5 to go get a scratch-off, right? It, you believe that because one person did it and it was so much money that it's worth your $5. It's worth your $10, so you're willing to do it. It's kind of like that same thing in direct sales. You might go to an event and you'll see that one person on stage that they have overcome, they have beat every single odd that ever existed known to man, and you look at that scenario and you assess, uh, you measure and assess yourself up against that person and say, look, well, <clears throat> just be frank here, okay, I feel like I'm smarter than that person or I feel like I'm more attractive than that person or I feel like I am more articulate than that person or I feel that I have more uh, education or that I carry my, I have more charisma, uh, I speak better, right? Like you can assess that and you'll make a determination as to whether or not you can do what this person did. So you come home and then you realize that you have to do something called sell. And, and then you realize, oh, wait, yeah, I, I might be taller, I might be shorter, I might be smarter, I might be more attractive, I might be uh, more articulate, right? I might have more charisma. But what I don't have is the skill set of sales. And that person has the skill set of sales. So when you observe a scenario, you're observing it from an external perspective versus a skill level perspective. So here's a challenge. The next event that you go to, the next Zoom that you attend, the next time you have an opportunity to observe someone who's winning at a high level and you are honoring and you are admiring and you are um, – you are actually, you know, you respect what the person has done, but you're looking at it. I'm going to challenge you to not assess the person based on how they look and whether you think you could do it better than them. I want you to think and I want you to listen to that person, and I want you to hear what skills they are displaying to you. What unspoken skill do you perceive them to have mastered that you might not possess because obviously if it were just charisma or the ability to articulate clearly or look or style or height or size or any of those extrinsic things, then everybody would be doing it. Everybody would be doing it. But everybody is not. 
So you really have to be honest. Sales, this sales thing, why are so many people afraid of sales? Well, there's a couple reasons, and, and I, I would probably, you know, I would probably argue with someone, you know, that, or probably not have to argue with many people, but probably with some people, that the core crust of it is fear. But fear of what? What are you afraid of? Why aren't you earning 10000 a month, 20000 a month? In other words, why aren't you making more sales, right? I mean, because that's really what it is. You're not making enough sales. And in direct sales, you don't have any other, you potentially don't have any other people in your organization who are also able to make more sales. So what is it that's preventing people from making the sales? Well, at the core of it, there are other reasons. The core of it is generally fear. Most people won't even say anything at all. Why? Because they're afraid of the other person's response, which it can only be one of two responses. It can either be yes or it can either be no. Yes sounds really good and that's what you want, but if you hear a no, you almost feel like you're defeated. You almost feel like uh, you don't know how to say, okay, thank you for your time. And part of that is because in our industry, there's something called overcoming objection. So you know in the back of your mind that there is a potential way that you could overcome an objection, but you don't know how to overcome the objection. So then, because you don't know how to overcome the objection, you avoid even asking for the person to even review what it is that you have in the first place, because in case they object, you don't know how to respond. So you're playing chess in your head. Well, if they do this, then I'm going to do that. And then if I do this, then that, then this, then that, then this, then that. And that's not a bad strategy, right, because I always try to encourage people to play chess, not checkers, right? Think three or four moves ahead. Yeah, you do it all the time with your children, <laughs> right? You do it all the time with your children. I really feel like I have telepathy with my son. Literally, every time I tell him <laughs> to stop doing something, like we may be wrestling or we may be um, tickling or whatever we're doing, right? And after I get tired or if I feel like he's getting too aggressive, I'll say, Josiah, okay, that's enough. Mommy, mommy done, right? And he'll keep on and he'll keep on. Or he will we'll do a pillow fight at night, right? He'll keep wanting to hit the pillow, keep wanting to hit the pillow, and he's standing up on the bed. And I say, okay, that's enough, Sai, that's enough. And he won't stop. He won't, I said, Sai, you got to stop. And, and every single time in various scenarios where I say stop about five or six times and he doesn't stop, he ends up getting hurt every single time, <laughs> right? Now, not traumatically hurt, but, you know, like the other night, you know, he hit his elbow on something, right, and it got that funny bone, right? And so he grabbed that elbow. I said, see, I told you to stop. I said, every time mommy tells you to stop and you don't stop, what happens? He was like, I get hurt. I'm like, right, so stop. <laughs> so, you know, you can play chess for so long, but then it becomes instinct because you've done it so much. So the fear that you have prevents you from even bringing it up to the person because in your mind you're playing chess and you're saying, if they get down the road to this, then I won't know how to respond, so I'm not even going to start the process. Okay? So that's the majority of people. Now, how do you overcome that? Well, you overcome that by practicing the objections. That's it. I mean, it, there's only two main objections. It's money or time. 
if you take the time to just learn how to respond to a person who says they don't have the money, you know, one option that you could say, or with time, one option that you could say, if you just took the time to learn and a response to both of those objections and you just practiced saying them, then you wouldn't have a fear of it anymore because then it would become instinctual to just say those things. So it's not like you have to live with that fear. You could actually subside that fear just by there's tons of people that provide objections and sales, overcoming objections and sales, tons of people. All you got to do is learn one or two phrases, and there you go. No big deal. So that's the majority of the people. Won't even say anything at all. Fear. There's another group of people when it comes down to sales that will say things, they will tell people, but, oh, man, that follow-up is poor, man. Poor, poor, poor follow-up. You'll, you'll talk to 100 people. You don't have a problem with that. It doesn't bother you. You don't care if people say no. But then you never come back around to secure any of the yeses either. So now you're just talking to a bunch of people, and then you feel like you aren't getting anywhere, but you're not really following up. And so now nobody is actually purchasing what you're selling, not because they said no in many cases. It's just because maybe you didn't follow up and they didn't even know what the next step was. If you believe everybody's going to come back to you and say, okay, yeah, uh, what's my next step? They're not. A small percentage of people who have initiative, who are eager, who are ready to change their lives, who want success, yeah, those people might come back to you, and those people will call and text. I've had it happen a lot of times. People are like, hey, Tracy, I've been waiting on you to call me back. Hey, what's up? What's up? What's the link? What's the link? Where I sign up? Where I sign up? Right? And I'm like, God dang, I just woke up. (laughs) Ooh, these people are ready to go. Good feeling, right? But you've got to build the habit of following up. It's not that person's responsibility to follow up. You are the professional in this particular scenario, so therefore you must have a process by which you follow up. And you must follow up relatively consistently because time and circumstances change decision-making for people. This time, you know, seven months ago, eight months ago, I I wasn't open to looking at something new. Well, no, maybe this time 10 months ago. But somewhere around seven, eight months ago, I was. So the people that followed up with me 30 days later, 60 days later, boom, they got me at a point in time where I was looking. But if they had to let it go and not follow up for a whole year because they didn't feel like hearing my no, well, then now I'm already into something else. By the time you came back around, because your no, your fear of me saying no prohibited you from getting my yes because I was actually ready to say yes just 60 days later. You just didn't know it because you failed to follow up. So sometimes people could be ready to, to sign and people could be ready to say yes, but they sign with someone else because the somebody else just happened to be, have a little bit more, a little bit stronger follow-up game. So, so that, that second group of people that follow up, It's key, man. It's key. You've got to have, you know, some sort of follow-up system by which you are reconnecting with people that you have shared information with. Now, there's a third group, and the third group of people are 
the people that actually can make the sale, right? It, it may not be perfect. They may not have the perfect um, exposure or referral system. They might not have the perfect um, follow-up system, but they've got something in place. And that something in place allows them to more consistently make sales. So how do you teach other people within your sales team to make more sales? And they don't have your charisma. They don't have your style of speech. They don't have your ability to take something complicated and make it simple like you do. They don't have the aura, right? They don't have the look, whatever you want to attribute it to. They don't have the skill is what it is. Well, you could teach them the skill. How do you teach them the skill? Well, generally speaking, you want to outsource that. You want to leverage another trainer to do that. And the reason is because there's a woman by the name of Danny Johnson. I do speak of her from time to time. She used to be in direct sales, and she was a major, major player in Herbalife. And when she um, left Herbalife, she began to teach people in the direct sales industry skills, recruiting skills, follow-up skills, retailing skills, um, sales closing skills, handling objection skills, all that stuff. She began to teach it. So she was like a generic industry trainer. And one thing that I have never forgotten that she would teach is that we don't get paid to train in this industry. When you are a distributor, when you are a referrer, when you are a sales rep, when you are an active participant in a direct sales company, you are looking to grow a residual income through growing a sales team, a customer base, you don't get paid to train. You get paid to do two things, she always would say. You get paid to retail, and you get paid to recruit. That's it. So if you find yourself spending so much time training, she would call that trying to hatch your distributors. She says, stop trying to hatch your distributors. You are not a mother hen. You do not sit on them until they bake and until they hatch and they, they're little fledglings and they're flapping their arms around. Like, that's not what you're doing. What you're doing is you're going and you're getting customers, you're plugging customers into a systematic way of getting their onboarding and getting their process and products and service, whatever it is that you have, and then you're going and getting more, and you're bringing them back to the system, and you're going and getting more, and you're bringing them back to the system, and you're going and getting more, and you're bringing them back to the system. You are not stopping that process of going and getting more, bringing them back to the system so that you can sit and, and hover over the people that you already brought to the system. Those people should be following the system. And it's such a powerful concept that, you know, really I don't like to do trainings that much unless it's on something that it's, you know, it's, it's a high-level skill and I need a little feedback from people. Um, <clears throat> but the way that I like to train from that standpoint is I record a video. Right, here's how you do something. Why? Because it's leveraged time. I don't get paid to do that. Why? Because, for example, um, like in our company right now, one of our business partners, Jeff, he called me this morning and says, hey, 
did you see this new link, this new referral link that's sitting here in the drop-down menu? No, I hadn't seen it, right? It says, hey, now we can do A, B, C, and D. We got all these different functionality with this link. I say, okay, great. Well, guess what? The same way that he called me and told me that, you know, I could probably call a couple of my, my other leaders and tell them that, and then they could call a couple of people and tell them that, right? It, we could do that because ultimately it's my business, <clears throat> and the relationships with people that I have in my business you know, help me, I help them, whatever, right? We collaborate, and we make sure everybody has access, that they're aware of things that's happening. It's a community. But ultimately, it's not my responsibility to train everybody <clears throat> on the fact that the company put a new option in the drop-down menu. That's not my responsibility. Everybody has the same back office. Everybody has the same drop-down menu. Here's the irony. If you're in your back office and using your back office, you'd see it. <laughs> How about that? If you're not logging into your back office, you're not focused on any of your sales activity, then no, you won't see it. So there's no amount of training that one could do time-wise that's going to translate to dollars and cents. So if there is a need, in my opinion, for me to kind of just make sure people are aware of something. I'm going to record a video. I'm going to post the link to the video, and then I'm going to tell people, hey, go look at the video. Now, those who look, look. Those who don't, don't. But I don't get paid to train you on stuff. I get paid to retail products, and I get paid when I refer other business partners to then be a part of my sales team. So do you. Ding, 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 ding. So do you. So that means if your sponsor, your upline, your leader, your whatever, if you don't see them that much, good. Why are you upset? Because your sponsor isn't calling you. They're not supposed to call you. If anything, you're supposed to call them. They're not supposed to call you. You shouldn't have an upline that's calling all the time. I mean, it's a matter of perspective. It's really about posture. And you've got to understand posture to begin with. The more accessible you are, the less value that you begin to build. So maybe at the beginning when you're building something, yeah, you're a little bit more accessible, but you've got to learn how to, you know, back up and remove yourself from people seeing you so much. And you should be going and getting results in the times they don't see you. So then when you, back, when you resurface back on the scene, guess what? You got 10 new people in your business. Like, whoa, wait a minute. What's Tracy doing? Going and getting sales, not sitting on Zooms training you three and four times out the week on how to go get sales, and then next week you still have no sales. And then I do two or three trainings again next week about getting sales, and then the week after you still have no sales. The best way is to go get sales and then go get more sales, and then go get more sales. That's that third group. That third group, pick it up a notch. You can get sales. You are getting sales. Great. Don't stop to hatch your distributors. Keep getting more sales. Keep getting more sales. Lead by example. And eventually you will find somebody, find someone who's going to call you, right, say, okay, what do I need to do, or this, or that, this, or that. And then you're going to say to them, hey, do this, do this, do that, right? You don't have to have a training call for an hour and a half about it. 
but you can direct them and coach them on the different things that you're doing, and those people are going to take action. And then before you know it, they're going to go, and they're going to get sales. Now, it's two of you going and getting sales. Two of you going and getting sales, right? Two of you going and you might get somebody else. Now, it's three of you going and getting sales. You might have recruited 100 people, but it's only three of you going and getting sales. That's the way it works. That's the name of the game. It's direct sales. So I just wanted to share that with you on, on this great day because either your fear of making the sale will prevent you from making the sale, which means you have no sales, which is what you are afraid of. So you're inherently giving yourself a self-fulfilling prophecy, essentially. Okay? Or you're speaking to people who have no problem doing that, online, offline, automated, however you're talking to people, it's fine, but then you're not following up. So you're wasting a bunch of time because if you'd only go back and follow up, you'd probably have more sales. Or you're getting sales, but then you're stopping the getting of the sales from time to time because you feel like you need to go and train your people on how you just got more sales. No. No, no, no. If you want to train them on how you're getting sales, record a training video on how you get sales. Go ahead, take the time. Do it one time, and then you share the video with the people. Leverage yourself. The direct sales industry, when done, especially in 2022, when done what I would call the right way, you should have more time and more money. A lot of people in the direct sales industry have more money, but they have very little time because they're always running around, running around. They don't have systems in place. And I don't want that for you. I understand what it's like, you know, to be a seven-figure earner and have time and have a life because of the systems that were built around my business. I mean, I literally went, had a baby, wrote a book, took six months off, like did all of that. Did all of that. And no matter what, I, I was still making 40 grand a month. No matter what I did, 40, 50 grand a month. It was just coming in, and no matter what I did, whether I slept late or didn't, it was just 40, 50 grand a month. It's a great feeling, but it's because systems were put in place. And my team didn't expect me to be on a training call three times a week. We had systems in place. We had videos. We had things of that sort. And your leaders will go watch the video and take action. It's very simple. Everybody not going to go with you to, to, to the uh, financial freedom. They want to go, but they're not going to make it. You want them to go, you desire your intention, but they're just not going to make it, not because of you, but because of them. And you can't do anything about that. You can keep pointing them to personal development. You can point them to external trainings. You can point them to events and things like that and collaborations and masterminds and so on and so forth, but a person has to personally develop because they want to personally develop. You're not going to make a person personally develop. So I just wanted to leave that with you. Okay, you want to be in direct sales, you want to make the big bucks, you want to make a million dollars a month, which is possible to do. I, I know probably four people that I have in my phone that, that have done that. So I know it's possible to do. Um, then you've got to learn how to do some sales activity and a few sales skills. And that, regardless of charisma, look, style, articulation, educational level, the ability to have a skill, a high-value skill that pays is going to far outweigh any of those other extrinsic things 
that you may have and feel would deem you to be the successful person. I challenge you to focus on your skill, okay? I want to thank you so much for tuning in to the Mind Your Business call. I hope that you picked up something that I dropped down today, okay? I'm always dropping gems, okay? I'm always dropping gems, and I am sure that there is something that should have been an aha moment for you on today, as with any time that we're on the Mind Your Business call. That is the goal, for you to pick up a gem that I dropped down that you can use, put in your pocket, and guess what? Now we both have access. It's not a gem that, that I dropped and now I don't have anymore. I, I, I dropped this proverbial gem, but now I actually just shared that gem with you. I didn't give it up or lose it. I still have the value of the gem. Now you also have value of the gem. It's like this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine, right? I've helped you potentially, hopefully, to have a light that shines bright. A little bit more skill, a little bit more info, a little bit more something today than you had when you got here. So make sure that um, you tune in, that you subscribe to the podcast on any of your major live streaming sessions or uh, platforms, uh, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Pandora, Spotify, Amazon Music, all those amazing places. Just do a search for Mind Your Business. Be sure to tap in to the or join the VIP list, my very special VIP podcast list. Just text the word podcast to 770-818-4333. And last but certainly not least, Guys, head over to www.winwithtracy.com. Winwithtracy.com is where you can go and find different things that I am working on. Um, and, and the main thing I want you to focus on as we are in this elevation of financial uh, literacy and building uh, wealth and uh, legacy for, for ourselves is there's a free video that I have for you. It's called Saving Money is Dumb. Head over to winwithtracy.com. Tap on the button that says free video. You will see a little graphic that says saving money is dumb. I want you to put your name and email in the form, and I want you to watch that video. That video breaks down a lot of things that many people do not know. They think they know, but they really have no idea on how it affects them, how our financial system works, and why saving money is dumb, and what smart people are doing instead. So go ahead, get access to that. That's my free gift to you. The Mind Your Business podcast, we do every single Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is where you can come to get your daily dose of mindset, marketing, and, of course, money. This has been Tracy Walker, your host. Thank you for tuning in, and I look forward to chatting with everybody on our very next episode. Have a phenomenal rest of your day.